NCMIC50.com. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Five minutes after the hour of 11, Miller and Condon with you on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO 106.3 FM. Momentarily, we'll hear from Michael Swain, our friend from Cyclone Alert, part of 24-7 Sports. Uh, Tom Cakert will be coming up in about 15, 20 minutes. Tom will make his way over to uh, Iowa Media Day. Of course, TomHawkeyeReport.com under the Rivals umbrella. And then give you an opportunity to win some Claxons. No television numbers yet. Travis Dvorak over at uh, Wild Rose passes this along from DraftKings. It was uh, the biggest uh, handle driver of the day, the Field of Dreams game. Uh, Didn't set records, but two to three times more than the average, two to three times more money wagered than on an average mid-season MLB game. So did pretty well. Um, What did you hear? You you saw a tweet, a FanDuel tweet? Yeah. Or MGM. Bet MGM. Yeah. Yep. It was from David Purdom uh, today. They didn't see a significant change from the rest of the games from Bet MGM, but good to see DraftKings and some big wagers mm-hmm. also we saw in that yes. email. How uh, people firing at a regular season game, including under on the strikeouts for Andrew Haney. Uh, and over on the runs. What was the total runs? Nine and a half or ten, depending on where you got it. Oh, so shop- flew over. Yes, I was shopping prices on that one Were last you? night. Did you do okay? I the- did do okay. I had a, a White Sox comeback victory at plus two, 225, I think did it was. You? Yeah, real happy about that one. That walk-off put a big smile on my face. Two teams that I absolutely despise, the White Sox and the Yankees, mm-hmm. and I still had so much fun. No, it's, it was hard not to. Let's get Michael Swain in here. He's been busy. Uh, he had uh, The media had an opportunity, Cyclone Media had an opportunity to catch up with Nate Shieldhouse. We'll pick his brain on that as the Cyclones inch their way closer to the lid lifter against you and I. Hello, Michael. Trent and Ken, thanks for uh, coming back on. How are you, Michael Swain? I'm doing great, yeah. Like you just said, counting down the days to a football season. Really excited about it. Yeah, as we uh, as we all are in this state, and uh, and rightly so. Well, Nate Shieldhouse is uh, look at his uh, his uh, coaching uh, trajectory. I think is on a fast track. Uh, good that uh, that uh, he's still in Ames, and hope he stays there for a while. Uh, running game coordinator, doing a terrific job recruiting wise, as you well know, is uh, that's one of your ballywicks over there uh, under the twenty four seven sports umbrella. But uh, what um, I guess what was notable. From your from your opportunity to catch up with Coach Shieldhouse earlier this week. Oh man, there's so much we could go through. Um, I think maybe one of the big storylines that I think fans would be interested in is that Brees Hall wants to return kicks. Um, that was something that you know Shieldhouse mentioned that Brees Hall actually came to him and Matt Campbell this off season and said, "Hey, I want to find different ways that I can help the team win this fall. Could I do kicks?" Jeez. And now neither, you know, Nate Shields didn't give a straight answer when he's like, he didn't say specifically Bruce Hall will return kicks, but said that Hall has expressed interest in it. So too has Xavier Hutchinson, um, Iowa State's leading wide receiver mm-hmm. from a season ago. So those two have expressed interest to Matt Campbell, saying that they want to return kicks or find different ways to help the team. Um, it sounds like that's specifically on kickoffs, not necessarily punt return unit, um, but that would be something to watch kind of in that season opener against Northern Iowa, whenever that first kind of, punt comes from northern Ohio. be really interested to see kind of who's back there to field the punt and of course on the on the kickoff unit too i thought that was notable 
Um, and then we kind of hit on maybe some more of like the the young, younger guys that have kind of impressed. You know, Jalen Knowles, a name that I've brought up mm-hmm. on the show a few times. Got to hear more about him. I wrote about him specifically today on CycloneAlert.com. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of good stuff on kind of just the wide receiver group as a whole. But I thought that probably the most notable thing for our fans would be that Brees Hall kind of wants to do some kickoffs. Speaking of the wide receiver group, it feels like a conversation we've had seemingly every single year. Is this going to be the year that Joe Skates puts it all together? <laughs> Michael Swain, is this the year Joe Skates puts it all together? You know what? I'll say yes. Um, I thought that the players have been pretty stout in their praise of Joe Skates this offseason. Um, I would say that it was a little notable, though, that I think that Nate Giles, uh, I would say maybe pumped the brakes on the buzz around Joe Skates. He just said that he's been, you know, quote, encouraged by what Skates has shown this offseason. Also used the phrase locked in kind of to describe skates during fall camp. And he's one that I talked to Charlie Kohler for a bit about him during media day. And he said that skates has been um, on the mental side of the game, the most kind of focused and honed in he's been uh, since he's been with the program. So I think there will be opportunities for skates to prove himself. I mean, he had opportunities last season as well. He had the third most snaps of any wide receiver, you know, that Iowa state had last year. So he had opportunities last season, but, um, if you're asking for a strong take, I will say yes. This will be the breakout season for Joe Skate. Uh, we're pretty sure that Kanae Nwongo was the the fastest cyclone last year. Uh, did that question come up as to who now claims uh, that uh, that distinction? Yes, it did. I actually asked Shilas about that um, when he got to talk to him on Wednesday, and he kind of gave a little bit of a mixed answer because, you know, as with speed, there are different levels of it, right, where you got close to area speed, long burst speed, and so Shilas said that Brees Hall, um, he said, quote, rumor on the street was that Brees Hall has the fastest 20-meter time. Um, but if you were to kind of stretch that to the 100-meter time like you see in the Olympics, that Joe Skates might be the guy with the fastest time there. But um, he, he instructed me to go to Dave Andrews for that, and he said I might need some protection. So I probably, probably won't be doing that, but I, I think that those two are probably the fastest at the varying degrees that we have. Talking with Michael Swain, CycloneAlert.com is where you can find all the great work from Michael, part of 24-7 Sports. Well, it wasn't just Nate Shieldhouse. Also heard uh, this week from Eli Rashid and his media availability, the defensive line coach. Defensive line has been something. Maybe the biggest thing you can point to in my mind is what has happened up front with Iowa State under Matt Campbell. Yeah, you've got better players at different spots, but that defensive line as a whole has been a difference maker. Mm-hmm. What did Coach Rashid have to say? Yeah, it's interesting, too, because you look back to last season, and I had the take kind of throughout last season that Iowa State probably had the best defensive line unit in the country, just in terms of depth, the amount of guys that they had. I mean, Will McDonald led the country, and Saxon played less than 50% of the snaps. Like, that was a talented group last year, and yet they return Will McDonald again this season. Um, you have NUR's Rike back again as well. Um, and I thought, for me, the biggest takeaway is kind of that nose guard position, kind of the middle, mm-hmm. the middle part of Iowa State's three-man front, because... You know, Iowa State didn't lose a lot after last season, but the one position group that did lose a lot was that nose guard spot. You know, Joshua Bailey moved on. He's now playing somewhere else. Um, Latrell Bankston is now playing at Houston. Um, so those are two guys that were contributors last season that aren't on the roster anymore. So now you're looking at someone like J.R. Singleton, who's a redshirt freshman, to step up into that place and be a secondary option behind Isaiah Lee. Um, I thought it was interesting, too, that, you know, Rosarike said at Media Day and then, Eva Rashid also said on Wednesday that he's probably going to slide inside a little bit more often too this year. And someone like Zach Peterson can allow that to happen where, you know, Peterson can go slide into Rosarike's role. He could go slide into Will McDonald's role. And so I think that he's kind of a versatile piece that allows 
a guy like Oazirike to really rely on what he's able to do being an inside and outside guy. Um, but as for Will McDonald specifically, I did think it was interesting that Rashid said that he was kind of around kind of, uh, you know, 240 pounds right now. You know, he's listed as 245 pounds on the roster. Um, but in terms of some of his athleticism, you know, we don't have specific numbers for these guys. You don't know what the 40 is. We don't know what the vertical is. But Eli Rashid said that Will McDonald has a 42-inch vertical, which is just insane for a six foot four super long and athletic guy. That's just a crazy uh, amount of vertical leap and kind of speaks to the overall explosiveness that Will McDonald has. So I think that that position group in general is going to be strong again this year, but maybe outside of that, those kind of starters that we've mentioned, um, it, not necessarily a ton of proven depth like they had last season. Did uh, Bruce Feldman not uh, name Will McDonald one of the freaks of college football a couple of years ago? Yeah, last year. Last year. <laughs> so there's another example of it. One name he didn't mention um, was a guy that we've talked a lot about, uh, as we've also talked a lot about uh, Jalen Noel. We've talked a lot about Howard Brown. Did he come up uh, with Coach Rasheed at all? Yeah, he did. And so I've been one that's kind of, I've written about Howard a few times this mm-hmm. offseason just because I thought he's a fascinating piece for Iowa State. And I thought that what Rashid had to say about Brown is really interesting too. Um, you know, going into the season, he said that, you know, Brown isn't someone that's going to, you know, walk in and be a, a big piece at that nose guard position. He said that the, pre- the plan for Brown to get playing time would likely be through special teams to where he's able to dress on Saturdays, to where he's able to play, kind of get a feel for the physicality of being in the trenches going against, you know, 21, 22, and sometimes 23-year-olds. And that could be a way for him to then next season be kind of that third guy in the rotation at nose guard, where this season it seems like that three-man rotation is going to be Isaiah Lee, J.R. Singleton, Eni Wazirike. Then next season you, of course, lose any, but then you can maybe plug Howard Brown in to be kind of that third guy in the rotation. So it seems like, you know, for Howard Brown, the role this season may not be to come in and play a bunch at nose guard, but it seems like he will be getting plenty of snaps on special teams to be earned that role throughout fall camp. We knew the expectations were going to be through the roof, and after last year and the limited attendance, no surprise, season ticket holder, uh, new record for Iowa State. The anticipation, it is palpable. You can certainly feel it anytime you talk to a Cyclone fan. From your perspective, going into this season, and just what you're looking to do at Cyclone Alert, trying to get everybody and feed the beast, if you will, going into the football year. Yeah, I'm excited for it. And it's funny to think back that the last time that there was a true kind of full game day experience was November of 2019, that Mm -hmm. Kansas game. And that just so happened to be when I was on the Kansas beat. That was my first time going to Jack Trice Stadium. Really? It's kind of weird to think that, you know, the the first time I was at Jack Trice Stadium was the last time that things were kind of normal. Um, But I think for us kind of at CycleOrder.com, we've got a, a preseason series that we're doing every day, kind of a countdown to Iowa State football. We're covering a different topic every day. Today, we talked about Jalen Knoll. Yesterday, we talked about the freshmen. We've covered depth charts. We've done position battles. Um, so that's one way we're kind of getting people ready, um, but also have kind of stuff for our VIP subscribers. It's kind of like my own takeaways from these media availabilities with the coaches that we do get. Because um, then we have one, again, kind of later this afternoon, we'll talk to the tight ends coach, Taylor Mauser, Dion Broomfield, the safeties coach, and some players in addition to that. Um, so, yeah, just trying to do as much content as we can because Iowa State fans are really ready for the season. Yeah, they really are. When will you get the special teams? Um, did they assign a coach? I mean, I know in the, in the past that necessarily hasn't been the case. Is there a, is there a special teams coach uh, this year? So the, it's not a specific title, but yeah. there's an analyst by the name of Rob Grandi who has worked with the specialists. Um, I was at Iowa State's kind of high school camps this summer and he was the coach that worked with the specialists that were at the camp. So he's kind of someone that has been more or less kind of a guy that 
um, is one of the leads for the the special teams. But Matt Campbell said last year that the whole staff kind of takes an approach on yep. special teams. Well, anxious to see how that's going because uh, if there are some close games, and uh, inevitably there will be, a big kick may be, uh, may be needed, um, and who's going to take it. Mavis is the guy that seems to, there's a lot of hype around him. Yeah, it does. He's the Fordham graduate transfer that they brought in, and he is someone that has a very strong leg. You saw that kind of in his touchback numbers at Fordham where he had a ton of touchbacks in it. He might be the guy that, you know, I, I could see a world in which maybe Iowa State lets Connor Solly take some of those shorter kicks, but mm-hmm. if things get a little longer, maybe Mevis is the guy. But it also wouldn't be surprising to see Mevis take all the field goal kicks or even Connor Solly to take all the field goal kicks. Those two are definitely kind of in, in a fall camp battle here. We will uh, speak with you on Tuesday. Thank you for doing this for us, Michael Swain. You doubled up with us uh, this week. We're grateful for that. CycloneAlert.com, 24-7 sports. You Cyclone fans, you're missing out if you're not visiting our friends over at CycloneAlert.com. Michael, thank you. Have a wonderful weekend. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. Appreciate it. Yep, thank you guys as always. Good to talk to you. Michael Swain, 24-7 Sports, CycloneAlert.com. The uh, first Fast TV numbers are out for last year, last night's Field of Dreams game. Yeah, so the, the, the I'm going to say, does it have how many people watch the first? Is it? I'm going to say 5.1 million. You are almost exactly right. 5.07 million viewers from the that's, Fast that's numbers. That's a really there. good number. It's it's a really good number. Yeah, I saw some sports media types that were estimating if they got anything north of four, right? It was going to be a huge win for MLB. They got north of five. Yeah, and these are the fast numbers in sporting events. Reading these columns in the past, a little bit more difficult to decipher the sports viewing. It takes a little bit longer for them to get kind of mm-hmm. a true metric of it mm-hmm. compared to a sitcom, a drama that's on week after week on television. So the fast numbers, though, at that level. Certainly could bump up even higher, but great news for Fox, for MLB, and for the state of Iowa. No, it really is, and I'm not surprised because it was a phenomenal game, and it absolutely, now you know what, didn't live up to the hype. It surpassed the hype. It did. And that never happens, or very seldom. (laughs) Exactly Very seldom. Yes. And, And this one exceeded it on every single level. Couldn't have done anything better. Couldn't. There's nothing. Weather. Perfect. How about the pictures of the sky? Was it? I think it came from the White Sox Twitter feed. Baseball sky, sunset in Iowa with the lights of the stadiums coming. Oh my God, it was unbelievable. You know, and another thing to think about it is those sites that we had. Uh, Brian, one of the photographers for the Register, had a couple of great what a pictures. Gr- glad you brought that up when the players were first coming yes. out of the corn with the house behind it. Yes. Oh my God! That I mean, whatever prize these guys win for photography yes. journalists, go ahead and give it to them. <laughs> yeah, you, you can start engraving the trophy right, right now right. because those were incredible shots. Great work out of them. The thing to think about though is they still have a lot more development that they're planning around there. You know, they're talking about mm-hmm. putting in a little league complex to have a bunch of games there. Mm-hmm. We're probably not going to get these same sites again because if the com- complex kind of builds and grows the way that they anticipate, it's not going to be all the corn around there. You know, there's yeah. going to be other stuff set up around it. Well, I hope they don't ruin it. I know. Uh, I hope they don't. And I mean, last night was we'll never forget it as sports fans. Never forget what we witnessed. No. Uh, last night, um, I was. Thank you, Kevin Costner. Perfect. It was perfect, and he got emotional too. Yes, it affected him as well. Um, you could tell that um, that he was glad to be back, and glad to participate in it. I wonder how much they paid him. <laughs> I don't know why. I, think he did I just, it free. I hope he did. 
I hope he must know what he if he didn't. Um, I never got caught up in, um, you know, this guy's making this and this guy didn't donate this. It's your own money. Do what you want. I just kind of like to know because, boy, oh, boy, that was phenomenal. Couldn't have been better. Couldn't have been. Uh, Tom Cakert will join us next. Take you until noon. We're 25 minutes away from Claxon BBQ. Again, you can only play whether you win or not once every 30 days. So if that time period is up or you've never played, we'd love to hear from the first timers out there. We'll be doing that. Claxon BBQ 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. That's 25 minutes. Tom Cakert's about five minutes away. 1460 KXNO 106- You can see it. Picture it, the building you've always wanted, an expansion of your existing business, a new retail center where your growth really begins to take off. You've got the vision, but now what? Now you connect with Graphite Construction Group. Formerly Roshan Corporation of Iowa, Graphite Construction Group is the partner you want to match your vision. From the moment you first connect to long after the build is complete, nobody does it better than Graphite Construction Group. See why? At Graphite GRP. KXNO. Trent Condon here to tell you about Rent Estate, the new revenue rocket ship. Putting your home up for rent, not for sale. But why would you do that in a seller's market? Just do the math. Selling a home will catch you some cash once, while renting a home keeps that cash coming month after month after month. And because there are always renters, but not always buyers, Rent Estate is foolproof, recession proof, and retirement plan positive. What's not to love? The hassles of being a landlord for one monthly flat rate. Renter's Warehouse will take away the tedious tasks. Tend to your tenants, answer the 3 a.m. calls, market your property, and collect the rent. Make the savvy, long game, paradigm shift and choose Rent Estate with Renter's Warehouse. Get your free rental price analysis today. Go to renterswarehouse.com or call 515-528-4429. 515-528-4429. Because you can't buy happiness. 866. Welcome back, Millery Condon, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial. Just had somebody call in during the break. Apparently there was a first pitch. Um, I don't think they showed it on Fox. If they did, I did. did you I missed see it. it. Yeah. I didn't see it. Um, it was after the player introductions, and it was a couple of the kids from the Little League game the night before. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, same caller told me that uh, it was an hour and a half in the merchandise tent, and half the stuff was gone prior to the game starting. I can imagine. Oh, yeah. I'd love to have some of that gear, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty pricey as well. And thanks for sharing that with uh, with us here. All right, Tom Caker, coming up uh, right now. In fact, numbers are out. What did you say? Just under $5.1 million. Yep. Fox won the night last night as you would anticipate. Tom Cakert, uh, HawkeyeReport.com, Media Day is upon us. Kids Day is 24 hours or, or thereabouts from right now. 24 and a half, I guess, to be specific. Hello, Tom Cakert. How are you? Getting ready to be really busy the next uh, yeah. 24 plus hours. <laughs> That's good. Well, we're counting That's on you, good. Tom. We're counting That's, on you. Hey, but that's but that's good. It beats what we were doing last year at this time, which was uh, you know twiddling our thumbs. 
and trying to keep up on what's his name, Sir Yacht's Twitter account. <laughs> Sir Yacht, Sir, was right. Sir yeah. Yacht was right. Yeah, that he was the guy that I don't know if he was BSing us or not, but boy, he, everybody was refreshing Sir Yacht's Twitter account. You're right; it's a much better place where we are now, Tom Kankard. So, what um, I guess what are you going to Media Day uh, in search of? You'll get all the coordinate now. I think somebody said earlier in the week you're going to have access. Uh, David Eichel said you'll have access to freshmen for the first time. Um, you'll get that yeah. opportunity today. That'll be kind of neat. I mean, that's um, that's new. Yeah, they had um, actually heard about that at Big Ten Media Day, talking to Kirk a little bit privately. He said that he was going to be considering that for sure during the season, and they were still trying to figure out if they were going to do that at, uh, during Media Day. And I just told him, I said, look, it's with the NIL thing and everything else, they said, we go make deals with these kids and right. and talk to the freshmen and there's nothing you guys can do about it. You might as well just make them available. <laughs> yeah, uh, good. So, they so, give you kind of a weird look. He was already headed that way. All right. He was he was headed that way. Yeah, he was headed that way. So it wasn't like I I was break I was <laughs> you know doing anything big there. So anyway, Tom, Tom as we uh, look towards tomorrow, we haven't heard a whole lot. There hasn't been one of those threads on the message board about a significant injury. There's bumps, there's bruises, there's going to be guys that aren't going to be uh, in participation tomorrow, but a couple of uh, key points you're going to be looking for tomorrow at Kids Day. Um, I think you start with Petrus, obviously. Yeah. What, uh, what does he look like? How's his accuracy? Um, I think you'll look for Keegan Johnson, some of the receivers, see what they're like. Um, and I'm going to be watching the defensive line and offensive lines mm-hmm. pretty closely, especially the defensive line. Rotations there, anybody kind of jumping up, um, what's the pass rush look like? I think those are the kind of the key things that um, that I'm going to go into um, Kids Day looking to see. Uh, there was a, There's a little bit of a rumor that maybe Kyler's shots banged up a little bit. Um, have you heard that, Tom? And obviously we'll know tomorrow if he participates. Uh, but have you heard going into it that he might be amongst the walking? I'm not saying it's serious or it's you know it's going to keep him out to perhaps uh, for the Indiana game. Have you heard anything along those lines? Yeah, um, I've noticed, too, that he's not been in. The, the thing that we all go on these days is just those damn photo galleries. Right. You know, right. <laughs> We just look at those photo galleries, and then if we don't see a guy for like four or five days and he's just kind of not in any of the pictures, uh, then, then we're, we're, uh, we're left to wonder. So if a guy, you know, like, uh, why black was not in there and, uh, for a couple of days and now he's, they made sure to take some pictures of him that he's in there. So almost like they listened to us. <laughs> so I, I think there's something going on with, with, with shot, but I just don't know. You know, you mentioned, of course, um, the quarterback spot, it doesn't feel like a true competition. If, you had to take a guess, and I'm sure that's all that this is. But in terms of what a rep normally is for a backup quarterback with an incumbent starter for a Kirk Ferentz coach team, compared to what it is this year, say it's normally 75-25. Is it closer to maybe 60-40 with Padilla? Would that be mm. fair to say? Or is it more normal? Petrus is going to get a big chunk of those first-team reps. Yeah, I you know they'll probably rotate the first team reps around a little bit, but it's gonna Petrus is gonna you know it's seventy five twenty five I think more than any anything else with that first team I I think they're gonna really ramp things up with Petrus um, and try to um, see what they've got there and see if, if he's you know continuing to to grow as a as a quarterback. 
Yeah, which is, well, and all eyes are going to be on him, Tom. So what what do you think? Um, where, what's Deuce Hogan's role? Is he significantly behind Padilla at, at this point? Um, at the end of spring, it was pretty uh, pretty clear mm-hmm. that it was a one, two, three kind of thing, wow. and and that Padilla was probably closer to Petrus than than uh, Hogan was to Padilla, um, but Kirk was like pretty kind of hopeful that by the end of fall camp that maybe Hogan would be right there with uh, with uh, Padilla pushing uh, pushing uh, Petrus. About a month ago, Tom, we were talking a lot about recruiting, and there wasn't the bump that they anticipated in June when they had the guys come in on campus for the first time. They didn't see that. Now as we get closer and closer to football season, of course with the December signing day looming, what do you anticipate this fall is going to look like, not just as it pertains to guys coming in for official and unofficial visits as we see year after year, but just how different, maybe how much more work the staff has to do on the recruiting trail this fall compared to most years recently? Yeah, I think they're going to have to uh, do a little more work. And, and I think part of that's going to be also getting out into, you know, see guys live too at, at games this fall, which we'll be able to do for, you know, if mm-hmm. it didn't happen last year because the coaches couldn't be on the road. Um, you know, there's an interesting interview that just got put up with Tyler Barnes, the director of recruiting, with uh, uh, Lee Van from the Cedar Rapids Gazette. And he says there's probably only five or six spots left in this. 2020 class and that there's some good news coming i think that's the the, the running back uh, patterson from uh from florida that's going to be committing here fairly soon so um uh we'll we'll see that uh see that happen um you know here in the next week or so tom uh tight end obviously put so many in the nfl but there's usually two of them right there's usually two of them on the field uh, whether I mean Laporta was the guy, but Bayer was behind him, and we know the you know the the Fant and the Hawkinson and dot dot dot. Who's behind Laporta this year, and how big of a drop off uh, is it from him to whoever that is? Yeah, so Luke Lachey is the next guy, and you're right because like last year they had Sean Bayer, who was a veteran kind of guy that you knew what you were getting with him. Um, in this this year, it's Luke Lachey, and then after that, it's you know Mia Min, uh, Elijah Elberton, um, those guys would probably be next on the on the list and and they haven't played a snap and and Lachey only played a little bit so um generally they like to have like four guys that they could go to so um i i think the big question mark is how good blockers are that mm-hmm. group and um you know i think that's probably one of the reasons that uh Lachey's kind of uh uh, elevated himself because he's a pretty good blocker and, and you know his dad uh, jim was a pretty good blocker back in the day too for <laughs> the Buckeyes. So, um, you know, I think they really like uh, Lachey right now as the number two guy. Tom, you had an article up the other day at HawkeyeReport.com talking about basketball recruiting as we make our way in towards uh, the upcoming season. And couple of big targets still out there. Josh Dix, the Council Bluffs kid, a lot of conversation about him. Will he ultimately commit to the Hawkeyes? What's the latest on the recruiting front? And Iowa continues to be involved with a lot of big names. Yeah, they do. The, one of the other names kind of emerged this week. They just recently offered a kid named Jackson Kohler, who's six eight, six nine, out of Utah. Um, you know, kind of a below the rim guy, but uh, really had some good things to say about Iowa and the Iowa coaches. And he's going to be visiting that first weekend along with uh, uh, along with Josh Dix. The other kid that really I think to keep an eye on maybe uh, Tyler Nickel, a uh, kid out of uh, out of uh, Virginia. 
Um, you know, North Carolina is involved, but I don't know if they're, he's kind of like high on their list. Um, but uh, Virginia Tech and Iowa seem to be the top two right now for him. And um, it's a six, seven small forward that they really like. Aiden Shaw, another kid that's still considering Iowa, kid out of Kansas. Um, you know, kind of their, the best shooter out of the bunch is probably a kid named Jaden Schutz, who's from Yorkville, Illinois, but he picked up a Duke offer and Michigan State's all over him. So it's going to be tough, but I, you know, I, I was still hanging in there with him too. So they've got plenty of names. Um, they probably only got two spots left. So, um, you know, they'll see what they can, uh, I think they want to get some shooting for sure. And then, uh, uh maybe best player available. Hmm. Uh, I'm sure you've been keeping up on what's going on uh, with the with the summer of the NBA, uh, whether it be in Vegas. Uh, Luca Garza, he looks different, doesn't he, with all that weight that he's lost? And I guess he's um, you know opening some eyes, maybe with the Pistons. I see a lot of how in the world did this guy ever fall into the second round from people that uh, that cover the NBA for a living? And then yesterday, Joe Wieskamp, by all accounts, looked the best that he has looked uh, as the uh, Spurs go through uh, their paces in Las Vegas. Yeah, um, I've been watching uh, probably way too much Summer League. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's just one of the things that's been on, and I just kind of keep it on. So, um, yeah, Joe's – you know, the thing with Joe is, like, Summer League is just, like, a lot of hero ball, mm-hmm. So, and he's not that type of player, so it's different for him. Um, but, um, but, you know, they're getting him the ball. He's seemingly getting more comfortable and comfortable and had a big game 17-7 and the other day. Um, Lucas just looked great offensively. You know, defense is still going to be a, an issue, but um, offensively, boy, he looks like he belongs, and he looks like he's going to be productive. And I think there's a good chance that um, um, that, that he's going to make that roster at least, uh, you know, as a two-way deal. Uh Former Hawk, but from basketball to football, boy, Amir Smith-Marset, not only is he having a ball <laughs> as a pro, he's actually doing pretty well in the first, uh, what, two weeks of training camp. I've, I've seen a lot of, uh, since they're practicing against the Broncos, I've seen a lot of, follow a lot of Broncos media. Uh, but Amir Smith-Marset, uh, he, he's making an impact and is going to be tough to keep off that roster. Yeah, I think he's going to have, uh, you know, I think they really like him there. Um, I saw some quotes from Zimmer the other day, though, that he wants him to kind of grow up a little bit more, um, okay. show some more maturity, which was, you know, the issue at Iowa, too. Yeah. Uh, at, at that's time. our last so, memory of him, um, Tom. Yeah. The, the, the Somersault, flip. right? Flip. Yeah. 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 So um, I don't think uh, Nate Stanley's long for that rock. I don't think so either. Longer, so I think he's going to get, uh, get get clipped uh, here fairly, fairly soon. Um you know, I, just the the frustration that uh, that Zimmer showed yeah. after the COVID thing. I, I think somebody's going to pay a price for that, and it sounds like it might be Nate's family. Yeah, not going to be cousin, not going to be Mon. It's going to be uh, the third guy. I, I I'm with you. Um, I wouldn't be a bit surprised at all. Tom Caker will be reading you at HawkeyeReport.com. You got a busy couple of days. We're counting on you, Tom Caker. All right. Well, I'll be there, and uh, thanks for having me on, guys. Talk to you next Friday. Thank you, Tom. Appreciate it. Okay, thank you. Good to talk to you. Tom Kaker at HawkeyeReport.com. Media day today. Kids day tomorrow with the open practice starting at noon. Gates, did you see what time they open? Is it 11? 11 o'clock with the gates open. 11 o'clock. And uh, will there be an autograph opportunity? Do you know? 
I didn't see that. I'm just wondering in Probably the era not. that we're in, yeah. right? Maybe some pictures from afar, perhaps. Um, well, we'll see. But Speaking of uh, that, we heard at Media Day, Iowa was, what, about 75% vaccinated? Do you see Ole Miss? Yeah, 100%. 100%. I mean, good for them. In the state with the lowest yeah. vaccination rate. Right. It's good to see. No, Sankey came out yesterday and uh, doing a PSA for fans of SEC teams. And did you see, have you seen Lane Kiffin? Dude's lost some weight. You know what? Bama mentioned that the other day. Yeah. I have not seen him. Piss skinny. Is he really? Yes. Really? Well, yeah. Fat face Lane Kiffin, no more. Svelte. Well, we've seen him running up and down the sidelines, probably huffing and puffing when he finished, but <laughs> maybe not the now. case this year. He's got a good football I team. I love too. that, dude. Yeah, I, I do, too. I get a kick out of him. I do, too. Is he a goober? Yeah, but... Yeah, but college football's better when he's part of it. Uh-huh. You know? Now, Mike Leach, same deal. Right. Right? Pretty cool state. Uh, we will uh, do this. We're unbusying the phones. We've been trying to get in. You've been getting a busy signal. We fooled you. Boy, somebody was quick. Hey, we're anticipating that. We already got somebody in. Two... Uh, eight four five nine six six. First four callers right now. It's time to play Claxon's Barbecue. If you haven't played in the last thirty days, you are eligible. We'll give you four games or props. You give us four answers. If you get the most right, you'll get a $35 gift certificate from Claxons. The runner-up gets $25. If you're getting a ring, that means you're in. Stay right there. Commissioner Condon will get to you. Miller and Condon taking you until noon on 1460 KXNO and 106. And Wolf Roofing has learned a few things over the years. We understand that no one wants their home improvement project to drag on. So at Wolf Roofing, we plan for your project well before we set foot on site. As a result, most projects are done in one day. We also know quality is important in the big things like a proper installation and in the details like cleaning up well and using magnets to find stray nails. Find us on the web at wolfroofing.net or give us a call 225 Station 1460 KX and 106.3 FM. Time for our weekly Claxons Barbecue giveaway opportunity. We have Frank, Shane, Dan, and Bob. We'll give them four questions. Uh, whoever gets the most right uh, will win a $35 gift certificate from Claxons 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. The runner-up gets 25 You can find them online, claxonbbq.com. Uh, let's get to Frank first. Frank, welcome to the program. Frank, how are you? Good, Kenny. How are you? Doing well. Who made the sauce? I made the sauce. Yeah, boy. <laughs> that was the commercial. I couldn't get it out of my mind. Uh, uh, Frank, <laughs> um, Justin Fields versus the Dolphins tomorrow. We're going to set the over-under completions at 8.5, Frank. Over or under 8.5 completions for Fields tomorrow? Over. Cardinals and the Royals, a three-game series in KC. Who wins the series? Uh, Cardinals. Broncos are a two-and-a-half-point favorite over Minnesota tomorrow. Vikings. New York, New York, or L.A., L.A. So the Giants and the Jets play each other, the Chargers and the Rams likewise. Which one of those games will have more points scored? 
Uh, Jets. So Jets and Giants. So New York, New York for you. And here's the tiebreaker, Frank. Closest without going over. Jordan loves total passing yards tomorrow versus Houston. Uh, 58. 58. Frank, you have a good uh, weekend. Thanks for playing. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Uh, Shane is uh, with Miller and Condon. Hi, Shane. Hi. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you. Well, almost. Close enough. Justin oh, Fields. Good morning. Yeah, it's all right. Justin Fields, uh, over under eight and a half uh, completions tomorrow versus Miami. Uh, under. Cards, Royals. Who wins the three-game series? Uh, Royals. Broncos, a two-and-a-half point favorite over the Vikings. Uh, Broncos. New York, New York, L.A., L.A. Which game will have more points scored? L.A. All right. Uh, tiebreaker, Jordan Love, total passing yards uh, against the Texas. Closest without going over, Shane? Uh, 65. Shane, have a good weekend. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Dan is next with Miller and Condon. Hi, Dan. Uh, Justin Fields, over under eight and a half completions tomorrow versus Miami. Cards, Royals, who wins the series? Cardinals. Broncos, a two-and-a-half-point favorite over the Vikings? I'll take the Broncos. Taking Denver? Uh, Sounded painful to you to take the Broncos. You're not a fan? Good man. (laughs) Neither neither option sounded good. All right. Uh, New York, New York, L.A., L.A. Which game has more points scored tomorrow? Go New York. All right. Jordan Love, total passing yards. Closest without going over is the tiebreaker versus Houston tomorrow. Give me one. One it is, Dan. Thank you. Appreciate it. And uh, Bob completes Claxons for another week. Hi, Bob. I'm ready to go. Uh, did you know who made the sauce? I heard earlier that right. I made the sauce. Yes, indeed. Uh, Justin Fields uh, versus Miami. Eight and a half is the completion number we're setting. Over or under that number? Under. Cards, Royals. Who wins the three-game series this weekend? American League all the way. American League all the way for you. Broncos, two and a half point favorite over the Vikes. Taking the Midwest, Vikes. Taking Minnesota, New York, New York, L.A., L.A. Which game will have more points scored tomorrow? Start spreading the news. New York, New York. All right. And lastly here for you, Bob, uh, Jordan Love, total passing yards. Closest without going over. 69. Bob, you have a good weekend. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate Claxon's 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. You were taking down names. You didn't hear that commercial, did you? Is it a recent commercial? I just heard it for the first time. It was just in the last set. I don't have no idea. That's it. Who made the sauce? I made the sauce. What's in the sauce? I am the sauce. Who brought the sauce? Okay. I did it for you? Yeah, I have no idea who it was or what it's for. It's for uh, the iPhone. Is it? Barely. I don't know. Anyways. Oh, what a week. What a week. Top that. Can't. 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 Won't happen. Not bad for August, huh? No, not bad. Oh, I'll say. I'll say. So what are you doing this weekend? Watching football. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, your Bears tomorrow at noon. Mm -hmm. Channel 13 locally. Yes, that's great. And you said that field, because you set the number. I was going to say three and a half for the the completions, but you say he's going to play a lot. So Nagy said, I think it was on Wednesday, maybe Tuesday. It was Wednesday, yeah, because I was back. Right. And he said in his press conference... Dalton will start. Yeah. They will bring him in, though, in the first quarter. Justin Fields will come in in the first quarter. So 
driver two, you guess for Fields. Yeah. But he might play into the fourth quarter. Wow. I hope he does. So basically the second and third quarter are going to be his. Mm-hmm. And maybe in an, I, they want to get as many reps as possible. Another thing, though, that has been talked about a lot on the Bears side of things is they understand they're not going to give him the full offense. And the reason for that is they're going to be keeping extra guys in, extra tight end in there, yep. extra blocker, Good. those kind of things, because they know the importance. And that offensive line with the injuries that they've had uh-huh. is in a huge state of flux. They're trying to figure out a tackle spot. Jeez. Oh, imagine that. The Chicago Bears in a terrible offensive line. Hmm. Well, the, Where have we heard this story One of the before? guys that they dumped is now going to start for Denver. Massey? Yeah, good luck. That's what I said. I mean, if you can't make the Bears, the Bears had a terrible offensive line. He was a salary cap. Is casualty. that what it was? Yeah. That's more. So he's not terrible? Way. He's fine. He's, he's, he's a C-minus. Yeah. Well, he's not terrible. Yeah. He's not an F. Okay. He's competent. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? I hope so. Uh, when is that game? When's Vikings Broncos? I think it's late afternoon. I think. I tomorrow. think you were right. I like three thirty, maybe. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. We get a night game with uh, the Chiefs, because all the locals are covered locally, right? I mean, that's been the case forever. Right. I'm, I'm assuming that'll be the case this year. I know NBC's got uh, uh, John 13's got the Bears game tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Well, Fox uh, has the Chiefs as they seemingly always do. Good. Good. So I know that one will be on there. And the Packers, I think KCCI has that well, one. Well, didn't 23 used to have a team? For a do, while. The this... Bears were a part of that for a okay. little while. And then there was. Do nine... they do anything now that they've lost the Cubs contract with Marquee coming in? I don't. I haven't seen a sporting event on 23. I don't positive, think. Yeah. Preseason is so weird, though. It just. It's always changing, always yeah. evolving. You don't know. I can't remember 13 locally, of course, national games on NBC, mm-hmm. yes, but I don't remember WHO having well, this package either. I'm not saying they haven't, right. but I, I don't recall that, that they I think, have. I think ABC5 had it, the Bears, for a mm-hmm. while, too. You mentioned 23. They were on mm-hmm. preseason. And now there's just three preseason games. Yeah, you know what, though? It's football, and it's August. Yep. Did you get the hard knocks yet? I have not. It's it's not horrible. I, I'll get to it over it the was, weekend. It was okay. Yeah. It was okay. Um, the kind of setting the scene and everything. I still can't. I mean, Jerry Ginger's pouring the salt on his breakfast sandwich. Come on, man. You're old. You got, we got to watch these things. The griddles are good, but they got enough sodium already. And right? <laughs> I'll say. All right. Murph and Andy. Keith was there at uh, Field of Dreams. Yeah. I'm sure he will regale you with a whole bunch of stories um, uh, to his experience. Uh, you know what? If you ask people that covered this game that are old, you know, stodgy kind of. Old boots. This affected a lot of people a lot of different ways watching this yesterday. And um, it won't be topped. It was the biggest sporting event in in our state. And I love the NCAA, the first and the second round that we have it in downtown Des Moines. And you've had wonderful times at Kinnick and at Carver and at Jack Trice and at Hilton and dot, 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 fill in the blank with your stadium. But this was unbelievable. Uh, The steal line from Kevin Costner, it was perfect. That's going to do it for us. We appreciate you being here with us. Uh, Trent and I, Miller and Condon, with you every Monday through Friday from 10 until noon. Murph and Andy at 1, the Fanatics at 3. Have a great weekend right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM.